0: That is Brandy's song tonight by Jason Gray. It's called I'm Gonna Let It Go with Alex on the Saturday Night Simulcast. And I'm so excited to be catching up over the phone tonight by someone who is so incredibly inspirational. Her name is Chloe Howard. She's on the phone from the US and she was born with a deformed foot called a club foot. And through that, though, out of the pain, she has created an amazing anti-bullying movement called Stand Beautiful. It is so great to catch up with you tonight, Chloe. Thank you so
1: much for having me.
0: No worries. I've been looking at all your TED Talks and this amazing book you've written too. It's so awesome to have you part of the show tonight. Yeah, I'm so excited and so honored. So, tell us your story, Chloe. So, this movement, amazing movement that you've created, was born out of your experiences growing up and and that hurt of, you know, going through high school with a club foot. So, tell us about what is a club foot and what was it like growing up with that?
1: All right. Well, I was born uh, 19 years ago in kind of a crazy turn of events. Uh, four months before I was born, so around Christmas time, I on an ultrasound appeared to have two club feet and a hole in my heart. And when doctors saw that, they assumed that I would have trisomy 13 and would most likely be stillborn. And so doctors suggested that my parents go through with an abortion. Uh, and because of my parents' faith, they decided against it and instead asked people all around the world to pray for me as I continued to grow. And I was born four months later, April 17th, 2000, happy and healthy, the hole in my heart miraculously healed, um, a fact that still confuses doctors to this day. Uh, But I was born with a severe deformed foot. Uh, I was born with a clubfoot. So when I was born, my foot was upside down and backwards. Uh, Clubfoot is not very uncommon. Approximately one in every 1,000 children is born with a clubfoot. But mine was very severe, and I also am missing seven toenails total, which is weird and random and something that doctors don't really understand or have a reason for. Uh, But growing up, my parents taught me uh, and were very persistent in their teaching that I was beautiful and special and that my foot was unique, uh, that I was beautiful just the way I was. Uh, Growing up was hard. I've had six major surgeries total to uh, fix my foot and the problems that it has caused throughout my body. Uh, The first operation I ever had was when I was six months old, and the most recent was this past December. Um, My parents did an incredible job from the beginning teaching me that I was not a mistake. I was not an accident, that uh, God didn't mess up when he made my foot. Uh, that everyone is made differently, and my difference was just easier to see. Um, but when we can learn to trust that God doesn't make mistakes,
0: that's where we can find beauty. Chloe, tell us some more about what you went through during high school, uh, but how did God use that to create this campaign?
1: Yeah, so uh, when I was 14, back in 2014, I was attending a Christian high school, uh, and I One day in November, November 20th of 2014, um, I was the victim of assault because of my deformity. Um, I was told to take off my shoe, uh, and I said no. Uh, I was told several more times, I said no several more times. Um, And then my arms were held to my side. I was lifted up by someone stronger than me. Uh, and my sock and shoe were ripped off, and my deformed foot was exposed to um, a large group of my peers. Um, And some people hear this story, and they say, Chloe, I mean, it's a bummer that happened to you. I'm sorry, Uh, but I don't get it. Why is this such a big deal? It's just a foot. Um, But it's my foot and my body, and no one has the right to touch anyone without their consent ever. Um, and this foot has a lot of weight to it. This foot and I have been on quite a journey um, with all the surgeries and um, the weight of what comes with growing up with a disability. Uh, and so this moment um, took 14 years of self-acceptance and love towards this foot that my parents had instilled in me. And completely ripped it all away uh, within 90 seconds. And as my foot was being held out in front of me, naked uh, in front of these angry prying eyes, um, I remember looking at that foot and seeing everything I had always seen. Uh, The silver scars that I have tracing uh, my twisted foot and all the spots on the end of my toes where there should be toenails, but there aren't. Um, all the bruises and the permanent discoloration I saw all of that and for the first time in my life I recognized what I was seeing um, as something ugly as something worthy of shame and I quickly grew this hatred in me for this left deformed foot Um, and this day November of 2014 sparked in me this period of depression um, of suicidal thoughts Uh, and of feeling invisible because these perpetrators, uh, these assaulters um, had not listened to my no. I felt that maybe my words didn't matter. Uh, So I quickly began to isolate myself from everyone. I stopped going out, stopped seeing my friends. My body was heavy and tired and I was becoming scared of my own thoughts and I felt like God had left me completely alone that. Surely He couldn't have a plan for my life. And I began asking these questions. God, everyone says that you're a good God, but if you're such a good God, why would you allow such bad things to happen? But it wasn't until a pastor at my local church recommends to me that I read the book of Jonah in the Bible um, that I started to maybe see that I don't know, maybe God was with me throughout it all, which is such a hard concept to grasp that bad things happen and such a good, just, powerful God could exist in that hard moment. Um, But as I read this book of Jonah, which sounds like an impressive feat, but is really not because Jonah only has a couple chapters in it. I read these words and there's a line in that book. I think it's in chapter two or three. And it says, But you pulled my life up from the pit, oh Lord, my God. And this was such powerful imagery for me, um, depressed and suicidal and not understanding my place in this world, Um, hating what was attached to the bottom of my left leg. And then finding this image of God and his great, big, powerful, justice-driven hand reaching up and lifting me out of this hole that I had been hiding in. Um, and it was this image found in the book of Jonah that helped me to see that maybe I couldn't do this on my own that I didn't have to struggle isolated forever
0: according to the internet Chloe it says that Bono from U2 was the inspiration for you to start this movement so how did you meet him tell us about that it's crazy yeah
1: so my dad won this random contest um Through a pretty cool company based out of LA in uh, California, the United States, uh, called Omaze, which is an incredible nonprofit that allows, um, quote unquote, everyday people to meet their heroes. So it's a bunch of um, celebrities that partner with um, different charities of their choice. People um, enter a contest to raise money for this charity uh, in order to have an experience. Um, whether it's like a meetup or go to an event, um, or just spend time with this celebrity. So my dad entered in, randomly won this contest to meet Bono, uh, the lead singer of the band U2 before one of his concerts. And my father and I are diehard fans of the band U2. Uh, I remember growing up listening to U2, um, in my father's car, uh, on the way to school. Um, so we are very big fans of the band uh until so my dad won and it was this crazy huge deal so of course he decided to bring me along to meet Bono. Uh and I had been working up the courage to tell Bono my story uh about my club foot and my assault and how his song um, his recently re- released um, single red um, or single with red called Invisible Uh, helped me not feel invisible in this uh, really hard period after the assault. Um, So I've been working up the courage to tell Bono this story. And after I told him, Bono looked at me and he said, Chloe, what happened to you is an injustice. He said, people often ask me, Bob, do you ever get nervous before you go and speak before world leaders? Um, And I always tell them no because I, Bono, know what I have to say is right and true and good. And he said, Chloe, when your words are right and true and good, your voice is like this punch. And when you speak out about injustice, you're speaking for those who cannot speak for themselves. Um, And he continued, he said, Chloe, in my family, we have a prayer. And whether we say it in our um, home kitchen or in the pub, we pray to make ourselves available for work. Uh, Because when we make ourselves available for work, allow God to work in and through and around us. His plan for our lives washes over us. And this was approximately like six months after my assault. And I was 15 now at the time. Well, Chloe Howard has been my
0: guest on tonight's show. And next, we'll wrap up our conversation by talking about how we can all stand beautiful. Chloe, tell us what it means to you to stand
1: beautiful. Standing beautiful um, is a daily choice uh, to choose to see ourselves as we are, um, which is children of God, uh, which is perfectly imperfect which is beautiful in all of our society-deemed imperfections. Um, Stand Beautiful is a movement. Uh, It's a proclamation of worth and a new definition of beauty. Uh, Stand Beautiful is a battle cry and a fight for justice, Uh, and it's a song that I cannot get out of my head. Um, Standing Beautiful is about claiming all the parts of your story as yours. Um, It's saying no to running from your past and saying yes to all the incredible things God has planned for you in your future. Um, Standing beautiful is um, about making the choice to see ourselves as worthy amidst the sadness and the hardship and this world's overwhelming sense of betrayal. Um, It's standing beautiful when nothing makes sense and you feel like there's no hope and you feel like you've lost everything that's mattered. Um, Standing Beautiful is our way in this world to find meaning, to remind ourselves that we are God's um, and we were not made for this world, but we as children of God can show up and love ourselves and through loving ourselves, love others um, in the way that God loves us. Um, in my first TED Talk, I asked the question, Can someone truly accept the differences in another without first accepting the differences in themselves? Um, And I think this question is still so relevant four years later. What would it look like to wake up every day and love ourselves how we look, how we act, um, the situation we're in? um, And by loving ourselves just as God loves us? Will that better equip us to love those around us, our family, our friends, our coworkers, those we know and those we don't, those with physical differences and those who hide their insecurities and pain. Um, I believe that issues like bullying, um, like suicide, like all the ways this world is unjust um, might possibly be insignificant if we learn to first love ourselves, because love is greater
0: than all. So good. Well, thank you so much for being part of the show tonight, Chloe. It has been an absolute honor, and hopefully we'll be able to catch up very soon. But for more information, where can we go to?
1: Thank you so much for having me. Also, follow me on Instagram or Facebook at I Stand Beautiful. Um, and you can use hashtag I Stand Beautiful to share your story, how you are choosing to stand beautiful every day. Thank
0: you so, so much for having me. So follow Beautiful at Facebook or Instagram and Chloe Howard has been my guest on tonight's show. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.